You're very welcome to Tree Talk, episode 212. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another busy weekend of action for us to look back on. We obviously had two Limerick teams make it into Munster football finals. We have a, a pair of Limerick sides in Munster Hurling action and Munster Hurling final action this Sunday. We have the long-awaited intermediate Hurling final in Limerick. We'll also be looking back at the other fixtures that took place over the weekend. We have the Junior B will be starting to get into full swing in Khalidi soon enough. And we also have a Dares win in London. So stay tuned for all that and more. The impression the game we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leading the You're very welcome today, Matt. We're recording live on this Wednesday afternoon. So if anyone's getting any questions in or any comments like that, make sure if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you're liking, sharing, subscribing, all that good stuff. Um, I suppose last Friday night, Matt, for 99% of the, the population, it was the Thai show. But for yourself, the Thai show was in Castlemahan on a Saturday afternoon. You were like a child at Christmas, onto the field straight afterwards. I saw you into the main man there, David Clifford, and obviously Tyrone, Seamus Flanagan. All the stars were in show with the, obviously David is Footballer of the Year, but Dara Burns, the Hurler of the Year, was there as well. And it was a real special occasion in a Coolie on Saturday afternoon. It was, Jack, and I suppose there from, from the start, I have never I have never hidden my allegiance or, or my love for Kerry football. And... Um, that's not going to change anytime soon, except when they're playing Limerick, of course. When when they're playing Limerick, that's a different story. As um, I actually explained that to David Clifford, <laughs> that um, but um, once once Limerick are out, I I would be an ardent carry. I, I I just love their football, uh, Jack. Yeah, it's fair enough. I think everyone is, is in the same boat. I, I, I love their attitude to to football, but um, yeah, Jack, look. Just an overview of the weekend. Like we had four Limerick clubs in action, and any weekend when you're four in action and three of them win, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good return. And you know the the upshot of it all is that at the end of the day we have. I, I think this is unprecedented, Jack. But I need to check it. This year we have four. Limerick teams and provincial fight club finals. Yeah, four I'm six. very very doubtful that it has happened before, which is fantastic. And we've a, we've a Camogie club there in an All Ireland semi final. So it's happy days. But going back going back to um, Castle Mahan and going back to Cooley Roo, the first thing one has to say about Cooley Roo and. And I'll, I'll talk about what happened be, between the white lines in a minute. But um, happiest congratulations 
um, to Fiona Castlemahan GAA Club, yeah. um, who, in my opinion, did an absolutely excellent job in the logistics and the preparation for the game and conjunction with the Garby and um, you know their, 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 their ground was excellent for a start the condition of their ground was excellent uh, from a playing perspective but everything surrounding the day the accommodation for spectators the accommodation for us working in the media now I know you were working at the far side of the field from where I was um, but um, ours was quite comfortable. Um, David Bond and myself were working on one side. Um, you obviously were working with the stream on the other side. But, um, um, you know, the way everything was laid on, the way the parking was organised, Jack, um, the way the stewarding was organised, um, the input of the ladies, um, I, I thought it was, look, irrespective of the result, Jack, it, it was one of those days that you will remember the day we were in Cooley Roo for the Munster semi-final. Full credit to Fiona Castleman. Um, they did an absolutely fantastic job. And, and um, well, you know, um, why should we wonder about this, I suppose? But um, it's the resilience and it showed where the real pulse of the GA is in the heart of rural Ireland. Yeah. We don't have... We don't have to have our simple stadiums, our park caves, our TUS Gaelic grounds. Um, um, the people and the clubs in rural Ireland can manage and organise big events. And I think that's the message, the striking message that comes comes home from that. Now, um, as, as regards the game itself, I, I, I suppose it would be the most optimist of the optimists that would, um, uh, that would have expected Castle Mahan to win. Um, against the Kerry champions, particularly with Kerry, um, the, the, the record of Kerry champions in this competition, and indeed in all Munster club club competitions, and um, like you know, there was a stellar cast, Jack. In, yeah. in that you 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 had the Clifford brothers on one side, um, uh, David and Party, the David the footballer of the year. And on the, the other side, you're our own, Seamus Flanagan, the holder of four All-Ireland medals. You know, and uh, somebody quipped to me going in um, into the game that Seamus Flanagan had twice as many All-Ireland medals as the, as the difference put together. So, um, which actually is correct, you know. It is, it is four um, and two. That was, that, was, that, was, that was only just in, in, jocosely, you know, but... Um, um, the game itself, I, Sean Downey wasn't nominated to play um, in, on the programme. He started, and I thought he did a very good job in shadowing David Clifford. Like, David Clifford was restricted to four points, um, two from play and two from two, two from freeze. Now, Paddy, Paddy Clifford was very, very effective at centre-half back, Jack. You were there now as well, and you would have yeah. to agree with that. Very, Best very, very good. Um, but, you know... I suppose the obsession was was with containing the Cliffords, but the, the O'Shea's went to town. Yeah, the three O'Shea brothers and the forwards they scored one eleven between them. All from play. All from play, which was a, which was a phenomenal return, you know. Um, but you'd have to credit Castleman, like they battled and they battled and they battled, you know, and they were they were battling against the tide and a very very strong one at that. 
Um, but you know, there, there was there's no shame in, in Castleman going down to a side of the caliber of of of, of Fossa. And I'm making the prediction here, and might might come back to haunt me. And you're somebody that's most likely to hang it around my neck if it doesn't come to pass. It will take an exceptional team to stop Fossa of winning the All Ireland. It will, and I think that's I think that's the case for for every Kerry team that enters Munster. But mm. Fossa are pretty much a complete team because even you know contain David fairly well, and to still rack up a one twenty two and an off like that mm. from play as well. They are a good team, and you know Casman did battle till the very end. Um, against all the odds, even when the result was probably out of the question, close enough to half time, they kept going to the credit and they got a few scores at okay. the end to put, more, to put more respect on it. But overall, I think as a day, as a spectacle, uh, a spectacle, it was very enjoyable, very memorable. I'll echo your sentiments there about the people of Castleman and Fiona and surrounding areas that made it possible because they did have to jump through a lot of hoops to to get that crowd there. And the game was sold out. I don't know if there's ever going to be a junior. Football game sold out in Limerick again, but they'll always say that they, they sold out Cooley Roo. So a very memorable day um, overall. There's, there's no doubt in that. But they, 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 they sold it out, Jack. But everybody was comfortable, and all spectators were comfortable. Oh yeah, look, it was it was a very uh, enjoyable it, day. There was no was issues. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic, and and the way the crowd dispersed afterwards, Jack. You know, it it all happened so quickly, like that. This, this, this big long tailbacks of traffic and everything. Uh, the traffic plan that was in place was excellent. Yeah, I I stayed behind for five or ten minutes to help Liam and Johnny with the equipment, and I drove straight out and I was down in that kind of <laughs> the back kind of quarry area, and it was perfect. There was loads of cars in there. Everyone got out fine and safe. There was no delays. There would have been, I suppose, mm. a lot of families probably had to wait for their kids to leave the field because to their credit. To Shane Flanagan and David Clifford, they stayed in the field for about a half an hour, signing every autograph that came their way, probably jerseys and hurleys and slitters and footballs they've signed a hundred times before, you know. So I credit to those two lads. Um, I saw a video of David running away afterwards saying he was going to miss the bus. So, you know, it was everything good about the J was encapsulated in Coolyroo on Saturday. Yeah, but 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 Jack, you you you've said an absolute mouthful there. And you know what? Whatever kudos come the way of Seamus Flanagan and and um, David Clifford and people who behave like him, and who are who who are real role models for our games and for our for our for our kids, you know, full match them. Uh, you, you you're absolutely right. Um, they they were prepared to sit it out there on the field as long as it took till every last young fella and every last young lady, every last one. You know, got the got the photograph, got the selfie, or got the autograph, or got the signed jersey. Uh, full full credit to him, absolutely full credit to him. And like, you know, you know, these are two of the superstars of our sport. Yeah, I'm you know, and they, they they're down in Coolyroo, in the heart of rural Ireland, and they, you know, uh, there's no running for the bus or running for the changing room of of. Um, with those boys, and that 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 is one of the great. That's one of the things that make these guys great. And you know, full credit to David Clifford, and full credit to our own Seamus Flanagan. Yeah, and full credit to the, the people of Coolyroo. It was a very enjoyable day. Yeah. But while you know it was a memorable day for I suppose the occasion in Coolyroo, twenty four hours later in Simple Stadium, it was a very memorable day. For the result on field as Newcastle West beat Clanmel Commercials 
um, in the Munster semi-final to book their final spot against Cairns Rallies. Um, I suppose Newcastle Road, they look a small bit at times, especially towards the end of regulation time. Um, it was in the eight minutes. There's only five added on, but there was delays here and there. There was two black cards in that time. There was injuries, etc. Um, and Newcastle were attacking. But like they did against Adair, they worked into scoring position. Not necessarily a scoring player. It was uh, Darren Doherty in, in Kilmallock a few weeks ago, but it was Ruan O'Connor in Semple Stadium. Scored the, scored the point to bring to extra time. And they didn't look back in extra time. They were thoroughly dominant. Um, scored 1-3 to a point. Overall, looking at the contest as a whole, they were the better team for probably 60, 65 minutes, only for a blip just before half time and just towards the end of the game. But Newcastle West are into a Munster senior final, the first Limerick side since Strum in 2008, and 100% deserving of that place in the final. Absolutely, Jack, 100%. Um, and I, 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 I was one of the people that believed that they were up against it in, 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 in um, Clanmel commercials. And um, uh, for the simple reason of, you know, they had home advantage. Um, they moved the game from Clanmel to to um, Tullus, um to Simple Stadium because they saw the possibility of an advantage in that. And, of course, they, 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 they had beaten Nemo Rangers. Um, but when you reflect back on it, um, we never had a doubt, Jack, I think, and we've been saying it here for a good while now in this, this medium, we never had a doubt about the quality that's in the Newcastle West team and about the potential that that that, that is in their team. And reflecting on the game since now, I did not see the game because I was at the Napierschig um, Ballina game, which we'll be talking about in a minute. But, um, um, you know, I, 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 look, they brought that A game to Tullus, and I, I'm, I'm just beginning to believe um, – that, and we said this in the context of, of reviewing the Munster football, the Limerick football final, that we were never going to see the best probably of Newcastle West in games against the Dare and Mona Leon, um, because, you know, they dug out the results in both of them, and both games, no doubt at all about them, uh, they, they stood them in good stead on Sunday because they had to work really, really hard to win both of them. But, like, they, they, they call too much respect to each other. And um, there isn't anybody prepared to take chances or any of that sort of a thing. But I believe that Newcastle West, and I actually said it to Keane and I, I met him in Kuliru on Saturday, that, that um, you know, if Newcastle West go forward, they're as good a football team as you anyone will see going forward. And yep. we have seen this, and, and some of their forward movements, and you'd have to say they're sporadic, uh, maybe too sporadic, um, during the Limerick campaign, like they're a joy to watch when they move forward and when they go forward, and particularly they have the players that can play that type of game. Yeah, and they're, they're without some of their key forwards as well. They didn't have age at all this year, and obviously no. Jamie Lee has been abroad for the last three years. Jamie, He's one Jamie, of the best footballers. He has been abroad, you know. In Limerick when without, he was here, so you know they're without finishers. You know, uh, a couple of good finishers. So um, uh, yeah, look, they, 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 but. It's a side laden with talent, and um, we saw during the year, and we 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 we've, we've mentioned it here, I think, a couple of times uh, about fellas like Ron O'Connor and Emmett Richter. The the impact and the way that they have dovetailed so seamlessly into the team, 
you know, they, 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 they're giving an extra dimension to the team. All right, you have the hardcore of experience. And Jack, you were full back line for, for um, Newcastle West that uh, this year are playing exceptionally, exceptionally well. And we saw in the Limerick Championship like that the first goal that they conceded in seven games was a minute before halftime in the seventh game. They'd gone almost six and a half games without conceding a goal. Like we have, we've seen Michael Keefe, you know, form of his life, down the heart, great form at fullback. Brian O'Sullivan. Brian O'Sullivan has gone very adventurous this year. He has very. <laughs> you know, he, he's, 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 he's moving forward and supplementing the attack. But that, that's obviously Jimmy and his management team's plan for him. But he's the role that he's asked to play, he's doing it very well. Um, like James hit centre-back rock solid. Like, you know, they're... They, and what about Big Mike McMahon above in the, you know, and we haven't spoken at all about Keane Sheehan and Ian Colbert. Yeah, I think so, Keane Sheehan was just men among spies kind of stuff below in Semper Stadium. There was a clip, I think, TG Carr had it up and he gets the ball probably in his own 45 and Salem's through him mm-hmm. at his ease and off his left end, his mm-hmm. supposed weaker foot. You know, he's really taken that form that got him an all-star nomination into well, the club Jack- championship. Jack, I, 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 I would like to ask, uh, I have a bit of advice for TG4. Would they ever show that clip to the All-Star selectors? <laughs> yeah, I just I just think the fact Limerick didn't reach quarterfinal went against Keane in, in the All-Star selection, but we won't get bogged down on that now. But you, you're, you're oh, right. Well, Castle, we, or... I, I, I'll be talking, ta- uh, Jack, I'll be talking about All-Stars later. Okay, yeah, I know, but... On on Keen Sheehan is you know they've they've cast all over the field and they they're a very balanced side and I think the likes of Emma Richter you mentioned who got the goal and Rowan O'Connor and Todd Donovan started as well have added a lot more balance to that team they've some great finishers there to come on and and you know it was a brilliant performance and Karen Zarelli's beat Arog Ennis and they were down fourteen for a lot of it and it was an important man that got sent off but looking ahead to the final briefly. You know, like Newcastle should hold no fear going in against Cairns rallies. Um, last year they were beaten well by Austin Stacks, but you know they know the level they have to get to now, and they're seem to improving year on year. So they should hold no fear going into that final. Not only do they know the level they have to get to, but they're getting there, Jack, which is the very yeah. important thing. And like this, this, this is a very, very special um, generation of Newcastle West players. You yeah. know, they, 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 um, we've talked, I suppose, since this medium started um, about the quality of the squad that Newcastle West have. And it's just simply a phenomenal squad. And, um, and like, Cameron O'Reilly's should hold no fears whatsoever for them. Now, I know they'll, they'll, they'll Cameron O'Reilly's will have their big names. They'll have Tommy Walsh and they'll have David Morton and then of the Barry John Keynes of this world. Yeah. Um, Conmel Commercials had six players that started in the Munster final of 2020 and beat Cock down in Parky Creeve. Yeah. Yeah, you make a good point there. And as well, I think Newcastle West, you know, they, they ended up as a 23-year wait for a title in 15. That would have been Ian Corbett and Keane Sheehan and Brian Sullivan and Mike Mack would have been all relatively young at that time. And they weren't used to winning, whereas now the lads we've mentioned coming up, the likes of Rowan and Todd and 
Emmett Richter, Dear McKelly, and these boys are so used to winning that it becomes a habit and, and it, that's the worry for other teams in Limerick is, you know, if Newcastle get over the line in the Munster final, when they come back next year going for a three in a row, they'll have no fear that it's more than capable and they have within them. So it bodes very well for Newcastle, there's no doubt in that. For the other teams watching on, it's a small it's a small bit worrying, but it's great for Limerick football and it's a sign of, of where Limerick football is going, that the club championships, you know, that they have a team back there in 08 when Drum were there. You know, Limerick were, were very strong and they got the finals in 9 and 10 in the quarterfinal in 11. So overall, it's a reflection of um, where Limerick football is at. Segwaying into the intermediate championship, Matt, you were at it. Yeah, but uh, just to take up your point there on where, where Limerick football is at, you know, gone are the days uh, and, and hope they never come back where where the, the Limerick clubs were always the whipping boys in the first round of the club championships. Yeah. This year, all our clubs have, have, have uh, uh, all our three clubs have won games in the Munster Championship. You, mu- you must remember that, that, that um, you know, whilst Castamahan were beaten by Fossa, they had won a first round against Shamrocks. So yeah. all all three Limerick all three Limerick clubs have have tasted success in in Munster Club Fair this year. So it it it, it bodes very well for the future. And like it it, it 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 mirrors where Limerick football is probably at at the moment, on an upward trajectory, and long may it continue. Oh. Yeah, I was in Kilmallock, um, you know, and. Um, it's a, ba- a game best forgotten, and I, 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 at times I, I, I was wondering, did I do something desperate in the past life? Um, <laughs> uh, Jack, it was an awful game. It, it was yeah. an awful game. Um, it, it didn't even remotely resemble um, a, a game, a contest between sides seeking a place in a provincial final. Um, it... Um, uh, I, I I would definitely say that Napiersig definitely didn't didn't play to their potential, no question at all about that. And on the other hand, they were probably lucky um, in regulation time because um, it was the heroics of of own Sherlock in particular who saved a penalty from Stephen O'Brien three minutes <coughs> after the break, and. Um, it's a Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon John to Kilmallock that Stephen O'Brien would certainly want to forget because um, his penalty was saved in regulation time. His penalty was saved in the penalty shootout. He had a shot at goal that hit hit the upright, um, breezed off 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 uh, and the Pearshick defender onto the crossbar before being cleared. Um, uh, those two incidents happened in the second half, and um, had either of them gone in, you would have had to fancy him. Um, Ballinata have gone on and win the game. But then it would have been rough justice because Ballinata set out from the start with a sweeper. And um, the sweeper was somebody that's very, very familiar to um, Limerick football fans. He won a county um, senior football medal with Bally Landers in 2014 and represented Limerick for about five or six years at midfield, Tom Lee. Um, And another interesting character in the the Ballinata side, of course, was... um, uh, Treaty United's League of Ireland goalkeeper Jack Brady um, formed the last line of defence, and I was saying to myself and my co-commentator, um, semi-off air, um, 
going into the penalty shootout has has it be has it got to be advantage now to Ballina with a, a League of Ireland goalkeeper between the sticks? Um, but on uh, Sherlock had different ideas about that because he he saved the first two penalties uh, in the shootout and and um, really really put Napierce in the driving seat. Jack, there's there's there there are I won't say there's one notch better in in Napierce. There's about eight or nine. They were never allowed to get into their stride. And you you know the when a Piercy play football, they like to play it open and and um, you know they play an exciting type of football. And um, but there was there was no chance at one stage. I remarked it actually in commentary that that um, there, there was no um, there, there was no Ballinar player in the Piercy half of the field. That was the type of game that we had. It was a very, very disappointing game, a very, very disappointing um, semi-final. The consolation out of it is um, semi-finals are there to be won. And, um, um, uh, you know, Napiersik did that. There was a good size attendance. Um, the fact that um, I, I, I think that they were, you know, what what kept them entertained and maintained their interest in the, in the game was that they... Um, uh, the outcome was on the balance, and um, those um, uh, a lot of them might say were in the same uh, vein of thought that we were on the commentary box. You know that it was going to end with penalties, and we would have a bit of excitement to take home with us. Yeah, well, as, as you said, the semi-finals are there to one, and you don't ever have to to look back in that game if you don't want. I'm sure it appears to go look and, and see. What needs to be better? I don't think yeah. Ratmore will come with a sweeper in the final. Kerry teams like to get out there and play. But look, the job got done by Napierstrick there into a Munster final. It's on um, next Sunday week. So look, we'll be looking at that in depth. Um, that final with Ratmore. Um, moving on, we also had an interesting game in London last Saturday afternoon, Matt. Um, Adair were an All Ireland Junior Quarter Final Camogie action against Tara of Great Britain, um, and I suppose looking at the the first half an hour of the game, you could say maybe a small bit of jet lag or something. But Adair started slowly, Tara started strongly, but a goal by Avian Hoolahan just before half time seemed just to settle Adair, and in the end they ran out three eight to nine winners, relatively comfortable for a lot of the second half, but. Very tricky assignment. They got past it, and now they can look forward to an All Ireland semi final against either Bridini Oga or Grand Moore um, on Sunday week, the eleventh as well. But you know, for Adair to travel over to London and get the win is is no easy achievement. No, Jack. And um, when when we were talking here last week, um, um, you know, without calling it a banana skin, we were we were we were um, we were pointing it out as being a potential banana skin because. Um, I was looking at the composition of the of the um, Tara team. Now they, they were not just the London champions; they were the All Britain champions. And um, and whilst our own Claire Inright from formerly of Ballingarry and formerly Limerick underage player was 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 the one that stuck out for us, um, who was full back on the day. But um, they were drawn from counties with a very very strong Camogie pedigree, and I'm talking about. The Cox, the Kilkenny's, the Galway, like the entire the entire full forward line was was from Galway. And 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 Wexford and Roisin Kelly, who was their main um scorer from Freeze, was was um was from um 
was from Wexford. But um, Tara had a very strong breeze in the first half, and it, it had affected the game. And um, I, I, I thought that they were slightly slow and start and in settling as well, Jack. Now they got the perfect start, if you like, um, uh, when Poppy Gilton and put over the bar and inside the first minute. And uh, gee, I was saying to myself, anyway, this is this is exactly what we wanted. But they had they had fallen six two behind um, in 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 the um, would say after twenty five minutes, and very few could argue, but that that, that Tara were worth it at that stage, Jack, um, yeah, because they they were putting pressure on it. They 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 weren't allowing Sophie O'Callaghan at centre half back, and you you know the, the importance she is to this team. They weren't allowing allowing her to get into her dominant self like they they they. They were crowding around her and making sure, but you could see as as the half was wearing on that you know their best efforts were failing, and she was she was coming into the game and she was thundering into the game actually. And um, now the, the the goal that they got was probably a bit of a fortuitous nature. Um, it looked um, as the clock ticked up to thirty minutes, actually thirty one minutes, the goal came, but on thirty minutes they were four points behind, and it of course. It, 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 from, from a defender's point of view, um, it, 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 it was a horrendous de- delivery from from um, from uh, Quiva Costello. Yes, you know, as she can deliver those probing balls that cause all sorts of problems, and it broke. And Avian Houlihan, you know, Jack, you know, she, 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 she finished it to the net. And what a predator she's turning out to be now. Um, uh, wasn't wasn't uh, nominated to play. In, 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 in the Munster final, she came in, she came in as a late replacement when Ashley Conley cried off. And she got a goal within a minute of the start of the Munster final, the goal that actually proved very decisive as the game went on. And like, you know, she, she got two goals on, on, on Saturday. And by halftime, they were level. And then after halftime, Jack, it was obvious. <coughs> right from the throwing of the second half, and you saw a dare were into the rhythm that we do. Yeah. Sophia Callahan was was dominant at centre back. Grace McNamara at full back. Um, we had we had um, Creva Costello really showing us why she was nominated um, uh, for an All Star, and she got a couple of great points from play. Creva Costello, and um, you know, and Evin Hulan got the second goal, and Poppy Gilton Ann got the third. But Jack, I, I was hugely impressed again. Um, I have to say, four of that Adair team have been named on the Limerick Minor Camogie team for next year, and I thought all four of them were outstanding in London last last week. Um, Amy Mullins at cornerback, Kira Dunn at centre uh, in the centre of the field, and by the way, um, just um, you know about talk about hurling pedigree. Um, Kira Dunn is the granddaughter of Tony Maloney, um, who was um, oh he was. He, back back in the seventies, he, he he was the prince of midfielders. Um, uh, you know, he he was um, one of the mainstays of the Kilmallock team that won three in a row at midfield. An absolutely elegant hurler, represented his county. You have Dunn at wing forward again, very 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 good, and she's on the minor team next year. As is Poppy Gilton Ann. Like Poppy Gilton Ann, like it's 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 um. Um, her progression in the last twelve months has been simply phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, I saw her last year in in in, in the football, and uh, um, you know, 
I, 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 I thought she was exceptional at that for her age, but um, but those players are blessed, Jack. Those players are blessed in that they have the like of Grace McNamara, Sophie O'Callaghan, Kiva Costello to show them the way, to show them the ropes. Yeah, and they're, they're certainly and, uh, a, a, Ashley Connolly when she's fit, like you know. <laughs> They're being led and by the best, and they're responding. Will be back for the semi-final, and of course, it 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 it, it, it will give Michelle Gallagher a nice little headache uh, with Avian Hulahan with three goals in two games. Yeah, it's not it's not the worst headache for a manager to have, but yeah, a dare into an All Ireland semi-final that'll be played uh, next Sunday, as I said, on day eleven. So we'll we'll touch on that game more uh, next weekend. This weekend we have a, a pair of Munster finals um, for Monoline and St. Kieran's. Monoline play Ross Gray in intermediate and St. Kieran's play Bally Giblin in the junior. We'll start with intermediate. Monoline versus Ross Gray. Interesting tie. Two teams that were relegated last year that will see themselves as, as senior teams and, and they've confirmed that for next year. But, you know, first and foremost, they have a Munster final to play. Um, Monoline got over St. Joseph's Dora Bearfield two weeks ago. While Ross Gray beat Inescara of Cork, um, it's an interesting it's an interesting matchup, Matt. And you know, it'll be no means easy for Monoline, but this side have shown, and especially the younger players coming through, that they're they're no stranger to finals days, and and they beat Bruff and played very well in county final days. So you'd be hoping for more of the same from a Monoline point of view. You would, you would. Um... You said they have that both of them were relegated last year. They were relegated in different circumstances. Um, Mondeen were relegated from senior hurling because they simply didn't amass enough points in their five games or whatever the, the format was last year. Um, uh, Ross Gray were relegated through a restructure of the temporary championships. Um, yeah, look, Mondeen... Um, I, I've been saying for quite a while now, and that um, the the Mona Lee, the 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 Mona Lee team that won the Limerick Championship bears little resemblance to the Mona Gate, the Mona Lee team that were relegated from senior hurling last year. They have shown considerable considerable improvement. There has been the influx and the infusion of new players um, who are quietly stepping up to the mark, and. You, 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 the big players on the team, like they are producing the goods. Like, um, Lock and Lines, um, is the team captain, Jack. He's in the farm of his life, yeah, Ab absolutely, absolutely superb. We, we, we see Mark Woodwire, um, absolutely fantastic. Ed Doyle, <coughs> the people that you look for leadership are providing it. Andrew Latouche Cosgrave is rapidly coming back to full fitness and will, will. Probably certainly in in the game against Dora Bearfield, put put his hand up for a that he he's fat, he's fit enough for a starting place in 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 the monster final, and you've the experienced Jamie Power and Goal, um, who hasn't been really all that well tested this year, you know because the defence has been forming well in front of him, but they're they're, they're facing a difficult challenge, Jack. There, there isn't a doubt in that about that because. Um, Ross Gray were playing single B in tip Tipperary last year and um, very, very formidable outfit. Um, Dean England is their manager. He He's Eddie Brennan on board in his backroom team um, who would know a thing or two about winning matches. 
and winning all islands or winning competitions eight all island medals and 11 linster medals to show for it um um but uh, they, 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 of course spray hold a unique position in the club championships in uh, jack whether you know it or not they were the first team to win the all island senior championship clubs championship Okay. In, 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 in 1971. And I'm around long enough to remember the team. And, it, uh, you know, there were some very, very big characters in that team, including Tig Murphy in goal, who was in golf on and off for Tipperary at the time. Tig O'Connor, captain Tipperary to an All-Ireland victory. You had one of the finest forwards of all time on that team in, in Francis Lachnan. And you had a certain gentleman at full-back was the, the late Tierra and Terry, um, who, whether you ever heard of him or not, Jack Hell's Kitchen. I have. I heard him, all right. Was the Tipperary full back line, and he, he was an honorary member of it, more than an honorary member of it, uh, of, of, of Hell's Kitchen. Um, that's your history lesson for this week. Now, there's, there's, don't be looking for any more. But, um, okay. But Kerry, Kerry had won four All-Irelands at that stage with Tipperary in 61, 62, 64, and 65. So... Um, and had played in five All Irelands at that stage. So um, he actually had played in six, to be honest. But um, <coughs> that, that was pedigree. the quality. That was the quality and the pedigree that they've had. And and since then they have they they don't they don't seem to have been producing the same level of players to the county team. With, probably with the exception of Big Roger Ryan, who who came afterwards and was a, was a very formidable forward both in size and in hauling prowess. But they have been very, very impressive this year, Jack. Now they 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 got a right um, um they, they 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 got a right test in the Tipperary final from Gottenhoe Glen Ghoul, who, who they only beat by a point. But you know, when they went into the Munster Championship, they they, they seemed to have found a new level. And and they were speaking to somebody recently, a referee that had refereed them in a challenge game lately, and he was hugely, hugely impressed with them. Um, get a very big win over Barry Sagat in, in, in the quarterfinal. And like it, it looked like only a three-points win or a two-points win over Inishkara in, 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 in the semi-final, Jack. But Inishkara got two late goals Yeah, to put a, to put a glass on the score. Like So um, there, there's no doubt at all about the formidability of, 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 of Russ Gray. It's, it's huge. It's a huge test for one lane. But... Mona Lee and this year have been rising to test, Jack. Yeah, 100%. You know, like, like the only team that beat, I have to say this, Jack, because if if, if it was Bally Steen, you would say it. Um, the only team to beat Mona Lee and this year was Glen Rule. Did you know that? I, I would have known that. I didn't come to the top of my head now, sort of way, but I knew where you were going that when you said about Bally Steen. But yeah, go on. It was very far down your list, that's it. It was, it was. But yeah, that... but, but 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 like they 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 they, they face tricky challenges, uh, and uh, I'll tell you why. <coughs> In the last round of the championship, they had a massive win over Effin, hmm. if you recall. Yeah. No, the way the championship was set up, what it meant was that they would have to play again the following week in the semi-final, which was a banana skin. Because the day that they played Effin in the final round of the of the championship, you had a confluence of events. Most notably, that you had Monlin at their best, Effin at their worst on that particular day. And like that, that was born out in the semi final 
because I, I thought, and we were in agreement, Jack, that Heffern were a very, very good side. And um, uh, yeah. right from the start, we were tipping Heffern to be in the shake-up. And um, right, Heffern gave them a real, real test in the semi-final, as did Brough in the final. Now, that was, that, that, that was the ideal <coughs> way for preparation for going into a Munster Championship. Fast forward to the Munster Championship. They lead at five, five points at halftime. They, they, they see that the, 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 the lead eroded. With 10 minutes to go, they say, see St. Joseph's Dura Bearfield take the lead twice. They found a response. Second, first time they found a, an instant response in the shape of an, an Ed Doyle point to level the matter, level matters. The second time they found a response with a goal for the ages from Marco Dwyer. Yeah, brilliant goal. So, um, yeah, look, if you're talking about resilience, you know, morally inhabitant spades, and um, uh, like we, we, we spoke about the older players, you know, um, let's talk about the Brian Kenny, the the the, um, the, the Ronan Lineses, Joseph Fitzgeralds, the Lachlan McLachlan, uh, uh, Lachlan uh, Ben Hayes, ready to come off the bench. They, they are all featured in the under-19 final this year against Brough. Yeah, they're building. You know, and, they're and, 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 and have seamlessly made the transition to say to to um, adult intermediate hurling, and I've no doubt will seamlessly make it to senior hurling. <coughs> so, so Jack, yeah, Monlin are underdogs. Make no mistake about it, but there's a resilience in Monlin, Jack. Oh, there's they've, they've shown that, and I was talking to Umber saying it'll be it'll be their eleventh game of the year. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a step up in terms of quality, but you know it's they've played all different types of teams so far. They'll be they'll be well accustomed to what's going to come their way. Um, this Sunday, one o'clock, um, in Parky Rint is live on Munster J TV. If you can't make it, for whatever reason, but it, it promises to be a cracking encounter between two sides that will play senior hurling in Limerick uh, and Tipperary next next year. But for now, it's all focused on a Munster final. At the same time, in Mallow, at 1 o'clock on Sunday, you have St. Kieran's will play the defending champions, Bally Giblin, uh, in the Munster Junior Final. Now, we know your opinions on you know, having a team that are defending champions in the grade, but first and foremost, going to St. Kieran's, they've been perfect so far uh, this year. They won their eight games in Limerick. They won their only game in Munster so far. They beat the Banner. After extra time, you know, if they win on Sunday, it'd be the perfect 10. It's been a brilliant year for them so far, but they will be up against it in the final. They will, they will, they will certainly be up against it. But again, like Mona Lean, um, look, I, 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 I suppose, Jack, it, 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 it was clear to us from early on in this year's June, June, Premier or Junior A Championship, even though we didn't get to see much of it, but thankfully I got to see more uh, St. Kieran's a couple of times in the closing stages. Um, that 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 if for St. Kieran's, like you know, they, 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 last year they went into the county final as firm favourites. They lost it, you know, and to, to Caroline, and you you know you were just wondering, you were just wondering um, how they would react to it. You know, because uh, in, uh, although I know you're you're of the school that believes that you lose one and you didn't go on and win one, and to a, to a, to a, to a fair degree you're right, but um, 
you just wonder. But some teams don't all all teams don't react, Jack, to to um, the way that St. Kieran's did to losing a county final. No, some of them can not. some of them can go down under it, and you have seen those as well. But um, it, it was quite obvious um, from the start of the year um, that that St. Kieran's meant business, and um, uh, like that, that, that was born out 100% record in the group stages, five games, five wins, 10 points, into a quarterfinal win over Kiltidi Drum Keen, saw him in the semi final against Kiltidi. They were hugely, hugely impressive, in my opinion. Saw him in the county final against Drum Bradford, was extremely disappointed with him in the first half, uh, found their farm in the second half to run out convincing winners. Um, that that in total sums them up. Then they go to Ennis to the um, to play a banner in the, in in the Munster semi final. Need extra time to dig it out. Dug it out. Yeah. You know, um, like they, 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 everything they've they've ticked an awful lot of boxes in 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 in, in 2022, Jack. Um, St. <coughs> and like going into a Munster final. Their 10th game of the year with nine straight wins. Few can argue with it. Um, few can argue with their pedigree. Few can argue with their, their right to be there. They have 10 players who featured in the final 10 years ago. Now, some of them were almost in short pants in those days. But um, it, these are the players that will bring the experience. You know, that's it. They'll bring a small bit of hurt as well. Um, from, from losing that final 10 years ago because they lost it in dramatic circumstances. They were playing Kildare from North Cork. Um, they lost the game by 111 to 12 points. They lost um, their, 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 their scorer-in-chief um, back then after, um, I, I think it's about 10 minutes of the first half, Tony Nolan suffered an injury which which injured his day, which, in, which ended his, his, his participation in that final. And right at the end, you know, um, a ball came in and, and was struck and, you know, it was merciful for Kildare that it went to the right side of the post. Um, it, we, we could be talking a different narrative and a different story. Um, so they they, 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 they they will be looking back on that. And of course, you know, when they won in 2012, they, 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 it meant that they were promoted to intermediate. Um, they, they got... Um, was it four years in intermediate, 13, 14, 15? They got five years in intermediate um, before being relegated. And um, like when you when you are relegated, and um, they, 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 it, it wasn't a question of of, of um, bouncing back for them at that stage. And um, it, it 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 was a question of regrouping, which 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 they have done very well. And we cannot forget Jack either when we're talking about St. Kieran's. The St. Kieran's were duly involved until the county um, uh, senior football quarter final. Like um, St. Kieran's, Jack pulled off um, a unique double in 1985. They won the county senior football championship and they won the county junior A championship. And they were captained in the county junior A championship final by Jim Wolf, the now retired CEO of Dairy Gold. Um, one of the huge figure in the agricultural sector, and um, like for a, for a while this year, you know they were on course to re repeating this. That yeah. is, you know, like they, yeah. they 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 were enjoying a very very good run in the group stages of the, of the football championship until they came on suck against the dare, 
And um, I, I saw him in their quarterfinal against Monolene, and it was a day that St. Kieran's did anything to do themselves justice. You know, they were very, very poor on the day, and they'll be forced to admit it. But, like, they, they and they have so many dual players, Jack. They, they really, really now have a huge overlap. And, like, after losing that football final, even though they're two different codes, and, um, like, that, that, that was a job, like, Chris Manigan and the management team, they had, they had a job to do to pick him up, but they didn't. Yeah, they did. And now they're, they're into a Munster final, um, and their opponents need no introduction. Well, Obviously. no, no, no. And um, um, they're, they're, they're managed by Ronan Duan, who was a well-known figure in in Cork, played, played singer with Cork, uh, well-known in Cork hurling sex, um, um, hurling sec circles. He, he's from the Ahead Club, and um, um, uh, like you know, they 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 they've, they've some um, they, they they've some big name players like um, Mark Keane among them um, who play, who played in hurling recently with with um, with Cork and. He's the man that scored the goal right at the death of the 2020 Munster Senior Football Semi-Final that sensationally knocked Kerry out of the championship. <coughs> um, they have Colin English, um, although he's been missing for the last couple of games, I think through injury. He he, he captain Tipperary, I think, to All-Ireland under 20, 20 honours in, in uh, 2018. They have, they have Dara Flynn, um, who... Um, who scored 12 points against Limerick in the 2021 Monster on the 20 final in Parky Cleef, which Limerick lost by two points. Um, so that that that's that's a bit of pedigree, and you know, of interest to Limerick fans is um Barry Coffey. Um, the wing back is the son of Mike John Coffey, who played senior with Limerick and played underage with Limerick and Whitlam Ruin was certainly very, very well known, well thought of in Limerick GA circles. Yeah, they're 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 a formidable team, Billy Gibbon. There's no there's no doubt about that. But St. Kieran's will will be quietly confident going on to the game. That throws in at one o'clock on Mellow. It's yeah. live on Munster JTV. And no there should be no fear for for St. Kieran's because Caroline pushed them all the way last year. I think yeah. St. Kieran's this year have shown that they've improved and I think they've fenced their chance against Caroline to meet again. So even though Billy Gibbon got to another I conclude my remarks on St. Kieran's by saying St. Kieran's do not do being do not do being phased or overawed. No, and they're they're a very difficult team to play against um and in any code football Ireland or whatever you want to play against them. So you'll be quietly confident for, for St. Kieran's to pull off a shot, but they, they will be they will be outsiders going into that game. Uh St. Kieran's will face one or one of these teams next year, either Napiershig or Croke Kilfinney. Who meet in the Limerick Intermediate Hurling Championship final? It's been a long time coming. They both got through their respective semi finals back in late October, but I'd say the final sorry delayed owing to the Piercings Munster commitments in football and hurling. But we'll have the final this Sunday at one o'clock in Ballet Grand. Both teams have perfect records going into the, the final, Matt. One of them will have to lose that perfect start. Um, last year, Croke were beaten in the final by Effin the previous year. Uh, Newcastle West beat Napierschig in the final after extra time, so it's it's finally Pies game between two sides that have been so far ahead of the field for the majority of the, the championship. It's fair to say. 
Yeah, it's the bridesmaids of the last two years, I suppose, Jack, you could describe them. Um, yeah. Um, but certainly two teams that are certainly there on merit. And I'm small bit disappointed that, that um, and I'm, I'm sure the teams are disappointed as well at the way this thing has dragged on. Um, yeah. um, they played their semifinals, I think, in late October, which is which will be six weeks from the time that they, they, they will square up in the final on Sunday. And um, it was a kind of a forgotten competition, you know, but it, it raises something that I've touched on in the last couple of weeks um, about a reformatting of the, the championships in Limerick. Um, like the intermediate championship in terms of provincial fair is going nowhere. And I, 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 I think that's, 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 that's unfortunate like that. The winners don't get an opportunity, you know, to to to, to progress. So, but ha- having said that, like we we have the ingredients of um, we we with the ingredients of a cracker, Jack, absolute cracker. And um, uh, like you 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 have you you've um, Crokinfini, like who who are on a dream role for the club, like the the club that made the breakthrough in 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 twenty twenty when they won the Junior A Championship. Um, for the first time, didn't progress on, on to uh, intermediate in 2021 and reach the final, like which which was a fair achievement. And you, you'd say to yourself at that stage um, when they lost the final, they, they lost the final rather convincingly, I suppose, Tiff and Jack, you were there that day um, when we saw the Patrick O'Donovan show. Um, uh, you, 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 you'd say to yourself, was there danger of regression after it? Not a bit of it. You know they, they they've stepped on and and they 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 they've 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 picked up again and and um, and and they're in the final and rightly in the final. But Jack, they're, they're you know, but he gonna won the the the, the Waterford Senior Championship for the ninth time and their intermediate team won the Waterford Intermediate Championship. So the Pearsick winning the Limerick Senior Hurling Championship and the Intermediate Championship in the same year. <coughs> is not as unthinkable <coughs> as it might seem. Um, because that, I was just looking through it in the Piercing squad and um, you, you didn't move beyond number one. Yeah. Like, who's seen it all, done it all, absolutely fantastic. Um, and um, former All-Star, you know, and e- equally adept um, to... Um, Making a contribution at the other end of the field should close in, freeze or eyes. I'm talking about Shane Dowling, of course. Of course, yeah. You know, and um, it 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 was awful um, that that his his inter county career was was cut short by injury. But it, it it it's great to see that he's doing. He he has the opportunity to do what he loves to do, and that's play the game. And like he has he has made a huge contribution. Both as a shot stopper and a scorer at the other end, all in the one season. And to be honest, somebody like Shane Downing could do that. Um, oh, yeah. but your fellas like James O'Brien, your fellas like Niall Buckley, your fellas like Pat Deason, um, David Breen, all these lads have been around the senior team for quite a while. And they, they, they will bring a huge level of experience. But what they will bring, of course, as well, and I suppose both sides in many ways will share this. Um, they, they will bring a winning mentality, Jack. You know, yeah. um, like Napier, um, uh, like we, we've stood stood back at distance and 
admired and are in awe of their underage structures. You know, and um, like you fellas coming through, like on this, that they're coming through this intermediate team now. Fellas like Vince Harrington, who was very, very, very good with the McMinners. You, JJ Carey, like who, who helped Art Skull reach to, um, <coughs> to um, a first pro cup earlier this year. He, he's on the panel, but not making the starting 15. So it gives you an idea of what the strength is. Of, 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 of this Napiersic team. Um, you know, to dismiss them because they're a second team, <laughs> you do it at your peril. Um, this is a very, very formidable, a very, very formidable Napiersic team. Um, whether they'll be good enough to beat uh, Croke, I don't know. I think it's very, very close. Um, you know, I scratch my head and scratch my head and trying to come down on one side or the other, but I I come down slightly in favour that the croak might edge it. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting matchup, and you know it, it's good when the two best teams in the competition meet in the final. It promised to be a cracking game. I think the Pierce's experience might just edge it for them, but I think we can both agree that it'll only be you know probably a one-score game, whichever side it falls on. Absolutely, 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 and you know. Um, Whichever side wins, it will be playing Premier Intermediate Championship next year, and they, they they certainly will 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 embellish that competition, no doubt about it. Yeah, we've seen teams intermediate recently have kind of come up. Um, F this year, Newcastle, Glenru, um, KP, Munger, you know, they've all come into Premier Intermediate and laid down their marker fairly early. So there's no there's no reason why this should be in the line for these teams. Obviously, it appears you can't get promoted again this. Premier Intermediate will be as high as, as they can go, but that's for another day. But it does promise to be a cracking game uh, this Sunday in Ballygrand at 1 o'clock. Um, before we go, Matt, just a few other things. We have the the Junior B hurling uh, in Kaledi is starting this weekend, I think, but Bruff won't be out till next weekend. So, again, credit to, to Kaledi for organising that competition. You know, it's important that you know the Junior B sides get their Munster and All-Ireland campaigns as well. Absolutely, but 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 credit to Kalidi. This this competition has been gone since two thousand and six, Jack, and it becomes bigger and better as the years go by. And um, that there are no fewer than fifteen teams, fifteen counties represented in the competition this year. Nine in Leinster and six in Munster. And uniquely, there's a team, the Wicklow Champions, are taking part this year. You know, and the Leinster is is made up of the nine is made up. Uh, of Leinster counties, including Wicklow, plus Antrim and plus plus Galway, like it, it, it's it's that's that's more that's in the more than is in the Lee McCarthy Cup, <coughs> and um, there, there there are fifteen teams in it now. The Leinster Championship has been in progress for the last couple of weeks, but the, the Munster Championship starts um, this weekend, and and whilst um, Ruff are not involved this weekend, they'll have more than a passing interest in what transpires. Um, at the weekend, because there's a double header in Kilidi, a double, a quarter final double header in Parky de Neva in Rahina on on Sunday. Um, the Curtain Reservoir there is six mile bridge from Clare against St Brendan's Hartford from Kerry. Um, but um, the the, um, the the three o'clock game is 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 the meetings uh, meeting of um, Fremont from Cork and Four Mile Water from. Watford. 
And the winners of that game will be playing Bruff the following week, the following Sunday. Yeah. So um, uh, that that that's why it's important to Bruff. But uh, the Kaledi competition is up and running, and you know we spoke earlier, Jack, about um, how well um, uh, Fiona Castleman um, uh, do things and how they did last last Saturday. Um, the same. Sh- same shout out must go to Kalidi GA Club. It, it is absolutely fantastic, Jack. Um, the level of organization that, that is down there and the whole sense of occasion that surrounds each game is simply phenomenal with the presentation of the man of the match and the hospitality down there. Um, it's it's it, it, it's just fantastic. It's 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 um it's those occasions that I love covering and um We'll be looking forward, of course, to the Bruff game on Sunday week. But um, uh, fair play to, to, to Kalidi. And um, you, you you would say when this thing started off, um, what was its durability going to be? Started off in 2006. Here we are, 17 years later. And it's bigger and better. Like it's yeah. a competition. F- 15 <coughs> counties represented. Fantastic, yeah. Jack. Fantastic. I think you summed, I think you summed up when you said there's more uh, more teams than that than the Lee McCarthy itself. So credit mm-hmm. to Khalidi. Um, but again, we'll be looking into that more next week when when Bruff make their bow in the competition. Mm-hmm. And before we go, Matt, uh, you were at an award ceremony last Friday night for the Limerick under 14 and under 16 winners, and you got to to meet um, Emma Duggan of Mead. But Good to see that a player of that caliber down Limerick and you know further promotion of ladies football in Limerick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was a, it was it was a great occasion, Jack, um, and it was great to see so many Limerick girls getting under fourteens and under sixteens getting monster medals, and it, it it was fantastic that the occasion was adorned by the presence of of um, two times all all star, two times all Ireland senior winner. Um, with me, um, Emma Duggan, um, a fine young lady who only, believe it or not, Jack, only sat her leaving certificate last year and is in second year in DCU. So if here is a player that the world is at her feet in terms of football. And, of course, a second guest was our very own um, Christine Reedy, um, who has Poster. given... Who was named on the TG4 Junior Team of the Year, and um, uh, another fantastic ambassador. And you know the, the type of encouragement and the type of, of of thoughts that they shared with 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 the young girls that were representing Limerick and picking up medals was absolutely phenomenal and an absolutely fantastic exercise um, um, on the part of Limerick LGFA to to bring big stars like that, to meet what we hope will be the young stars of the future. And um, the words of encouragement that they gave to him was, was simply, simply phenomenal, Jack. And um, just as we're on ladies football, Jack, the, the, the league fixtures, um, the national league fixtures for 2023 were revealed during the week. And Limerick are in division 4B. Now, we knew they were in Division 4, but they're grouped, grouped with Kilkenny, who are returning to the competition. Derry, Leitrim, 
and Wicklow. And believe it or not, Jack, with the vagaries of this home and away system or whatever it is, but all Limerick's four games are away from home. Now, I, I checked it with the LGFA when I got it because, um, you know, I thought it looked odd, to say the least. And it was reaffirmed to me that it was correct and that the, the premise on which it was based was that um, when Limerick last met those four teams in the league, they met them at home. Yeah, I, I can see the reason behind it, but it does seem very unfair um i don't think that's how it works in most other codes anyway that it goes home and away regardless of how long it's been you know they're none of them are are short trips either like kilkenny is at least an hour and a half from limerick for everyone in limerick not to mind the players probably out west or further afield than that you know leitrim wicklow and Derry are all lengthy trips so you know it just puts limerick at a disadvantage straight away and it's, it's unfair, I think, first and foremost, to, to say yeah, the well, least. But... The, the league structures, Jack, have, have reverted back. Uh, they've rever reverted back to similar, um, to pre-pandemic, um, you know, formats. Um, Division 1, 2 and 3 will comprise of eight teams each who will play a full round robin with the top two in each qualifying for the final. Um, there are nine teams because of, of, of London, um, in Division 4. Um, uh, now, Limerick are in the five-team group. Um, and um, two teams in each group will qualify for semifinals. There will be semifinals in Division 4. There, there will be straight finals in all other three divisions. That's the format which I got from the LGFA during the week anyway. And um, But, like, I, I, there's something... Look, Jack... And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And I'll, you know, I unashamedly said, um, "I'm, I'm, I'm, um, I'm in awe of of uh, the manner in which the LGFA at national level, national level, go about their business." You know, yeah. they're second, they're second to none. But I'm, I'm just wondering, how is this kind type of situation allowed to arise? I think it's something that needs to be looked at. Yeah, certainly something needs to be looked at. Um, very unfair in the players that they have no home games to look forward to. And for fans as well, you know, the cost of living and, and the cost of petrol and diesel to be asked to go to these games, I think it's something that there's definitely time to be looked at. The league won't start till the end of January. There is time to maybe rectify that situation. Hopefully it does get solved. Um, we have an hour and six on the clock. Yeah, Jack, I'm not finished. I, 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 I I told you I'd, I'd be reverting back to all stars, and this this is my last say on them for this year. I, and not, not I don't want you to be bringing them up to me again because it's it's only doing my head in, Jack. To be quite honest, um, okay. I'm most disappointed. I'm most disappointed that Quiver Costello didn't get an all star. Got a spade, yeah. a spade. There are not there are not six forwards in this country better than Quiver Costello. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, Jack. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Uh, I think sometimes the All-Stars, <laughs> you don't know where they're being picked from. And I think a lot of time it comes down to who was winning at the end of the day. And obviously Limerick were knocked out in the quarterfinal. But Quiva was definitely deserving of an All-Star. But we won't dwell on this. 
because uh, no, no, I, I, I look, yeah, only annoying me for the rest of the day, Jack, if we dwell in it. Because, yeah, this, I, my, my, my say is simple there are not six better forwards in Ireland than Cueva Costello. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of players that will be in the same boat as Cueva that are thoroughly deserving of one and just mm. missed out for whatever reason. But, um, look, we. we <laughs> We won't even try and dwell on that. We will dwell on the fact that we do have um, a pair of Munster finals to look forward to this weekend involving Limerick teams. We have a Limerick intermediate final between Croke and the Pierce to look forward to. We have guaranteed to have two more Munster finals next week to look forward to. Hopefully, we'll be reflecting on a pair of Munster titles for Mon Leaning St. Cairns, and we'll be looking back on that intermediate final. We'll have a dare to look forward to as well. So there's so much still to come. We're closing in at Christmas. It'll be December by the next the time we next record, Matt. But for now, we'll leave it at that. 68 minutes, just over the hour. Um, trying to make it a bit shorter and more concise for people to listen to. But um, a huge thank you to you, Matt, and to everyone that listened and commented and gets in touch. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, that you get a notification every week, to like it, to share it on these socials and, and try and expand this community as much as possible. But as always, a huge thank you to you, Matt, and to everyone that listened. We'll be in touch next week. Thank you, Jack. Impression again, we get all with what you put into it. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. If your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence, you can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about it. I made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts.